Hey everybody, welcome to A Corner Conversation on the Book of Acts. Today we're talking about um, seeing, recognizing, and, uh, and complimenting when we see Christ-likeness around us. It's morning. Yeah. When I, I'm just curious, because I grew up in a world that was different than you, Greg. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> um, so uh, I think that's how, like, a pastor at Gethsemane Lutheran Church would get up and would say, "Good morning," and then the whole in like unison, "Good morning," like this whole thing. <laughs> uh, like, well, how did how did things start in your like fog and <laughs> uh, well, I would say in the early, so we... It would start with music. Well, we started at a community center. That's like my earliest memories were huh. church at a community center where the church was much smaller. And that was definitely like the, good morning, good morning. Yeah. Say hi to your neighbor. Hmm. Those types of things. But I feel like that, we it grew out of that pretty quick. And it became countdown really quickly. Mm, countdown video. Video countdown. And then as the countdown was done, it was either straight into a loud song or a like announcement video type thing. Yeah. The worship leader rose up on a platform mm. on the stage into the smoke. Yeah. The champion as he rose, his hair entered minutes before he arrived. Yes, yes. Praise <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I like that. I there are so there are some Things that happen in greater church culture that probably don't happen very many places. One would be yeah. like turn and greet one another is kind of a weird thing. Like if you like, I would love that uh, tonight. Tonight, Abria and Amber are going to the Harry Potter and the orchestra. Is that at downtown? Yeah. Mm. Oh, I didn't. Harry Potter and the orchestra of Minneapolis. Harry Potter and the chamber. Okay. Orchestra. Things that anyway, but but at that at that con, at a concert, so if those concerts that Zach you've gone to at the Armory, the, yeah, um, like if somebody said at the beginning, hey, before we get started this evening, if you could turn to your neighbor, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you could mosh your neighbor, that'd be great. Did you see that the people that own the Armory are buying the Uptown Theater? Oh, that's fun. It's going to be a two thousand foot venue. 2000 seat venue. I don't know why I said that. 2000 venue, aka my house. Yeah. Your house is 2000 feet. Including the unfinished Maybe we're going to make it. Maybe. Theaters are making it all one big space in there. That's fantastic. But other, I don't know what other things that are unusual in the church world. Even singing together is one thing that I've heard as a comment from neighbors over the years is that, like, when. One neighbor I remember very specifically who I know and it's I love it. But we sang two songs at a church service that he came to to just check it out, and uh, and his I asked him so tell me give me your honest feedback. I asked you to come here as a neighbor to give honest feedback, and he goes, "Man, you guys sing a lot." <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. When I I think it's easier to look outside of like my own current experience with yeah. what churches or Sunday mornings are and stuff but like when I go home when I go to church and they play like 
It feels like 20 songs in a row. Yeah. Like I, my feet hurt. <laughs> I'm no longer concentrating by yeah. the 20th song. Or, so. the, <laughs> or the, like, the one time I went to a Catholic mass and they were doing communion and I tried to take communion and then I got scolded by the priest because I wasn't yeah. Catholic and oh, I wasn't yeah. allowed to participate. Yeah, that's fine. Like there's, it's, I think when you're in it, it's easy to see, but if you've had experience with like... Just in nomine patriae, just sing in response. Like, yeah. to, oh, like in the Orthodox like, it would be too. such a great. I I grew up with a liturgy where uh, the pastor would sing something, and then there would be like if you turn to page seventy-seven in the Green Hymnal, you can see your singing response. Oh, singing response. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, and. The best thing. Can you do an example of it for us? I will not. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about then. But but it's like basically, it's like, it'd be, it's a, like a saying a verse or a thought or an idea, and then the congregation, the organ would, and then the congregation would sing back a response. So it's reading in response, but it's singing. And I think that, outside of the religious world, is probably passed away yeah. <laughs> at work. I don't, yeah, I don't really yeah, like you, that, though. Well, the like morning with your boss. You go, the more Good likely morning, are you to experience a pastor who yells. Mm-hmm. That's like a weird one for me. But I have heard, even just recently, that there are workplaces that there's quite a bit of yelling from leaders. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but not singing. <laughs> not singing. Do, do any of you in here feel an urge? To respond with anything when you hear this is the word of the Lord, I typically feel the to respond. So say we all, but <laughs> oh, I I <laughs> completely I'm, I've been praising the word. It's the praise be to God. Yeah. Well, it's like this is the word of the Lord. I think so. Praise say we all might be Mandalorian. If I'm I have I've right. had so people visit oh, uptown. What is so serious? And say like Amen after I said something, oh, yeah. and that I just I completely <laughs> lose my. Space. It's like where am I? What am I? Like, it's like it's jarring to me. <laughs> and then I go to other church, and it my, pastors like expect it. My mm-hmm. most recent last Nasar time. Galactica. My most recent last time to ever speak at North Central University. So say we all. So say we all. <laughs> so say we all. Sorry, I interrupted. North Central. Oh dear. Oh, well, anyway, I, I brought somebody said amen at a weird time. I think I said something a little self-deprecating to myself as like I make a point, and I somebody goes amen. Amen. <laughs> and so and then I I just said something about well. That's, thank you for, I just stopped in that. And <laughs> just, um, and so, yeah. I, the thing is, is that it's, there are a lot of things that, in lots of environments that are just guttural responses, not thought out at all. And definitely, that's something that's found in the church world. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, again, it's a beautiful segue. As Paul in Acts 17 is going to a bunch of different cultures. And it is, it's jarring. And just like a, an area that is so small, it'd be like, it's more than just going around the Twin Cities, but it would be around a portion of, a small portion of Minnesota and uh, having these jarring experiences from city to city here. Uh-huh. He's far from home. I love that perspective to drive from Jerusalem to Athens is 30 hours in a car today. <laughs> and so him to get there on his second missionary journey, it's like, this is... In the reading, this is day number two and a half of the second missionary journey, sure. but it's really not. Thirty <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Jeepers. Which is why he gets angrier and angrier at Silas and Timothy. And he's all the idols. He's like, well, I've been traveling so long, I'm tired. I, 
our family, like our brand as a family, is to have a <laughs> hardcore uh, hate as we're loading the car or trying to leave. I don't know if anybody else has ever experienced uh, that. Like, I know really... the feeling of a child really? when their stepdad is like, I'm like, I'm sorry. It, well, it usually uh. is like we get the car loaded, it's raining or something, yeah. and then um, I'll, it's, and it's all my fault. All of it is my fault. It's fine. But I'll be like, um, all right, I'm getting the dogs. And then I'll be like, tell some, grab, grab the dog. And then Sager will jump in the front seat with his muddy paws on our, (laughs) whoever was stupid to get a light colored seat in a car. (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) And then, uh, amen. Exactly. And it was that exact thing. And then, and so in that moment, I'm, yeah, yeah, upset at the dog, which means upset at everybody. And uh, I can't wait to go on vacation because we hate everybody. At least I do. <laughs> but so I would imagine that there was some, you know, we got to stop to get gas. I'm hungry. When are we going to stop, Dad? <laughs> but so they go Thessalonica, Berea, and to Athens. Uh, they're, uh, I don't, any thoughts on... I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I just think 30 hours in the car, you encounter people who are different from you in our country. If Can you drive 30? If you drove straight through, wouldn't you get into the ocean? On the well, Pacific San Coast? Diego, to, is, it's the same as us driving to San Diego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think we can, I mean, you guys are from more up north Minnesota, or spent a lot of time there. We can drive an hour and a half and encounter a bunch of people who are really, really drastically different. Yeah. If I drive 30 hours, I'm going to be complete different culture. I just know the times I've been to New Orleans. Or you get to the place where everybody has transplanted from your, yeah. your yeah. other places. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. New Orleans, South Carolina, Virginia. I've spent like trips or life in those states. And definite culture shock to an extent. Like These people are completely different from me. Why do they do this thing? Like... And food, food customs, snacks. I just remember peanuts and Coke is a thing in the South. I didn't know that. Yeah, boiled peanuts. Boiled, boiled peanuts, yeah. yeah. Boiled peanuts are nasty. Peanuts and Coke's not bad, though. Yeah, that's not the worst. But you put peanuts in the Coke? Yeah. Is it? Oh, it gives okay. the saltiness and the I have a Coke and peanuts at home. I may try yeah. this. Yeah. Them in there. It's so weird. You don't even really eat them. You just use them to flavor your how, Coke. How many? You eat them at the end. You, just, you <laughs> take one of, those, one of those packs. Or? You and eat them at the just, end of their little sweet with a glass of milk. So you get it looks like sweet, sweet and salty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Next yeah. podcast, bring your carpet, bring your peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the thing that, you know, about all these cultural things, though, and that's what Paul was encountering, and this is the challenge that's got to be for us. Are, are we going to go to, uh, I think it's just a powerful thought, is it, am I going to go to these places, and when I get to these places, should I do these things like Paul did? Well, the places have changed. I'm probably not going to go to them, but the principle is is that uh, culture shock while living out the Great Commission has to be acknowledged. Yeah. And um, you know, Greg, you worded it well, and we're going to ask that question: Is that where is this line between wanting the best for people and just wanting everybody to be like you? <laughs> and um, yeah. And so. You can say that, like, go to an extreme culture. So you go to wherever's farthest from here, pick a, pick a country, pick a culture. I think 
you know, a lot of, you know, Eastern mindset versus Western mindset, Asia, you know, there's, there's language, but there's also just, again, a worldview, radically different. And so uh, Western, American, whatever can arrive and go, no, 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 no. You've got to see the world as I do and think as I do, because mm-hmm. I believe in Jesus. And not only do you, should you believe in Jesus, but you should become like me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. that's, You've that extreme is that. one thing, but what if you go to your neighbor and you go, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. It's hard because doesn't Paul say at one point, imitate me as I imitate Christ? Yep. So there is like, there is a level of like, uh, I don't know, like I have, there are things that I have figured out that I, there are people that I should help try to be more, see my perspective. But at the same time, I think if someone else also claims to be Christ, then I, it should be in reverse as well. Because, like, the, the image of God is not Greg. The image of God is uh, all of us together. Yeah. And so... Uh, the it's thing about figuring out, though, is that we never truly fully figure something mm-hmm. out. Like, we yeah. do to an extent, but me as a 33-year-old right now, the things that I have figured out, they're only figured out through my current life experience mm-hmm. and lens. And 10 years from now, there's a chance I'll have more experiences that give me more perspective on those things that yeah. I'll look back and be like, man, 10 years ago, I had this thing completely figured out. And to the extent I could, I did. But now because I've learned more, I've grown, I've experienced, it's opened up my understanding to where it's different. And now I look back like, oh, wow, I really didn't have it all figured out yeah. in that one area. Yeah. I do think, I think that also though, you can look back and go, like there is, I think, like, I look back, I definitely have things where my perspective has changed, but I also look back and go, this is, it's, it reinforces what I thought I knew then, yeah. because it's yeah, still true. Sure. What that, that truth is still something I carry today. And so I think it's, it's a both and. Yeah. The, the cliche, and I mean, I hate it, but I fell pretty aggressively into it. But <laughs> in the, typically in your 20s, you know it all. In your 30s, there's like breakdown because you realize you don't know it all. And then in your 40s, you start to realize, oh, I'm comfortable not knowing it all. And then, I'm glad and, I don't know it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like there's comfort is like to say, I don't know. And then in your 50s and, and 60s, there's opportunity. Again, that's, the typical is to have opportunity either to be bitter about how everybody doesn't understand or to be leave legacy of imparting what you have learned and being gracious in it. And so um, I think that you know, outside of the generations, I think it's very easy as Christians to go, I want to let you know that I have it all figured out, and you don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you talk about, we like what you just said with the different generations, like we talk about distance, but even what I, my viewpoint, and Greg's viewpoint, and Zach's viewpoint, and younger viewpoints, like it's the culture they grew up in, the culture we grew up in is so... It just, it's our lens that we see things through and then we think we know things that we go, oh wait, we didn't know this at all. And I really love the idea of the image of God being a we instead of a me because when I think of me trying to be the image of God, that feels pretty impossible. But when we go as a group and you know, like when we say like when someone's missing from the body, when they're not there, we're missing a piece of the image of God because we're missing them. And Mm -hmm. even like when we talk about like going from one place to another and the culture being different. And when we expect somebody to reflect Jesus or see Jesus the same way I see Jesus, 
we're missing a part of the image of God because we're trying to make everybody the same. I love Genesis because it literally says God is talking about the whole creation aspect. Yeah. And God as an entity, not as a single person. Mm -hmm. God as an entity of this whole Mm -hmm. concept of the Trinity says, let us make people in our image. So from the beginning, it was this image bearing of group Mm -hmm. community. It wasn't just you as a person or the image of God. That's true. But you're only part of it. If you don't ever have the communal aspect, you're. I think we're missing the actual yeah. full image of God that it is us. Yeah. It's I even crazy. like when like Greg says, I'm pretty sure I have this figured out, and I understand. <laughs> or I'm sure I have this figured. He was. I'm sure. He was sure he had it figured out. Yes. Just whatever. Versus like and like him and I being, we're pretty. I would say you and I are pretty different people, and we might see the same mm-hmm. issue from a totally different perspective. And I think we could both say we have it figured out and still have totally different solutions because Mm. we're seeing it from such different places. And like in that, when we come together, like that's the image of God, Mm -hmm. you know? And like mind blown from just that thought. So Paul walks into Thessalonica, he meets with the Jews and the Greeks and there's, uh, again, there's a celebration, there's mm-hmm. a transformation, there's change, but then there is a, a group of faction, and I love some of these. And it's like a whole bunch of them believed. Oh, oh, also a whole bunch of them didn't. They heard what they said, and then they sought the scripture to like verify, it, to build it, take, yeah. taking some responsibility. But then Thessalonica comes back into the picture and says, uh, stirs up some, stirs up a faction. This is the neighboring town, and they have to flee again. They arrive in Athens. Athens is a spectacle filled with uh, idols and statues mm-hmm. to their gods. And Paul goes, hey, this, this God that you have over here that's the unknown God, let me tell you more about, about him. Yeah. And these are all radically different cultures. And again, it's to, you can, in this moment of building theology, is this a moment to go, we got to recreate what Paul did, but also just it, that doesn't work. But the thing that is important is to realize how different the cultures we're going to be encountering as we live out the Great Commission. <laughs> that's Greg's. That's always your moment of like, oh, that's a lot. That's stuff. Yeah, I like where we go this week at the end. Um, really just kind of processing that whole thing. All of the differences we'll encounter. Um roping in the whole concept of recognizing that we don't we don't hold the corner on everything in terms of truth and there are things we have figured out uh, but as we are walking with people um, just recognizing from our own experiences that we've talked about where have we seen poor examples of Jesus where have I seen even in myself poor examples of Jesus lived out to others making sure I'm evaluating that well as I'm going to other people groups working through all of the things that I may or may not feel in terms of bias, in terms of being obstinate, in terms of like, those people are just dumb. I'm not even going to think about them. Um, that we see like, yeah, that's kind of the point of Acts and the Gospels is Jesus being the person to go to all of the groups, to not be obstinate, to be an example of literally God in the flesh. Um, his invitation to us that we see Paul kind of walk it out through all of Acts and just being a part of redefining and inviting people to see God through different lenses, I think, is really important. Um, realizing that through that, we 
we don't have it all right. We're going to do what we can. Or the simple of just well, Jesus is constant and stable, and is the message. Um, how it is, where people are grabbing, or taking the message, or hearing what we bring as the commission is so radically different. And when we yeah. presume that uh, how people will respond, or what there is even to respond to, uh, that can be pretty offensive. Yeah. And uh, I'm not saying, I think that what we see in Acts is that Paul didn't necessarily have this all figured out, but he walked in that complexity. And so we should feel, just as we should feel comforted that Acts is not a story of everybody being perfect, well, that's good because we're not perfect either. <laughs> uh, the complexities of living out the commission and how people respond should also be embraced as encouraging because it's, uh, it, we can't put people in a box and think they're, they why I don't understand why you don't fit and be frustrated with that. Yeah. 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 I don't know. For me it's really the that empowering moment of Paul when he says, You guys are really religious. Like I, I love that that moment. I just it's encouraging to me that uh, I think I grew up thinking that I had God and the world was separate from yeah. God, but then you see these moments where God is ahead of people and working even in ways people don't understand. And I just think it's a, it's a much, coming at it from that perspective is so much more empowering and helpful to people to be able to say, oh no, God's, God's at work in you, even mm. though you may not believe in him. I believe he's working in you. Mm. Uh, it may be weird, but it's better than your fallen evil Hopeless and without what I have. Yeah, because it just feels really even weird. people who don't follow Jesus is, or is not the image of God, imprinted on them inherently. Because hmm. that's what I see is, regardless of whether or not I am following Jesus, I'm aware of Jesus, I'm into faith. What what is my root value? What am I created in? Is it created in this image of? broken and you're terrible and evil mm -hmm. or is your literal value tied all the way back to made in the image yeah well i think image of god like rachel was saying is communal and when the opposite of communal is separation so if you're if you don't believe in god and you're not walking in communal then that's by definition that's what sin is that's what sin is what leads to that separation mm -hmm. and that's why you can't you can't be, have sin and, and be righteous or be in relationship or God's presence is probably a better way to think about it. And so that's why communally we, we walk together so that we can represent the image of God to the best of our ability, helping each other uh, in our own blind spots, building empathy from each other's perspectives. We're going to end with a couple of conversations that I, I hope looking at the text and our conversations that lead to this point help us to talk more in depth through these. Because if I would just be asked, what Christless, Christ, what Christ likeness? <laughs> Mary Chrysler. <laughs> what Christ likeness do you see around you, and how can you complement it? I think that without introduction to that, um, I think it's very easier to answer that question by looking for the Christians that surround you. And uh, 
Which is great. We should see Christ like this in followers of Christ around us. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. But but also what Christ likeness do we see in our in our neighbors, yeah. in our coworkers, in people that are far from Christ, people that are close to Christ, and how can we complement it? Yeah. Is is beautiful. That is living out the commission. And then the there's a lot of distance between these two questions, but it's intentional. <laughs> but what poor examples of Christ do you see around you or in yourself? And um, how can you be a part of redefinition in yourself or in others as you, you process that? And so um, that's, that's where I feel like Paul was really... See, what he was seeking to live out and what he succeeded in and, and I'm sure had failures in hmm. is that he was seeing Christ-likeness in people He's showing up to going to the synagogues and declaring the gospel to to people that had were God fearing people, and there was response. And then there were also he was calling out things like, uh, <laughs> you, "You can't. The old covenant is gone. You you have to." You know, he's, again, he was pointing out complex things, and there was varying responses to that. And uh, um, us too, we should. We don't need to be just like everything is so Christ-like all around me. That's that's a lie, but also to not see the good is also a lie. So. Yeah. It's a good conversation. Yeah, it'll be a good challenge. Uh, the building understanding of who God is, how He relates to us, and how we should relate to Him, and how we should relate to others, is not done through Scripture by Scripture just telling us what to do. So much of it is through narrative and acts is Jesus giving a commission to his people to go and make disciples, and then we see these 20-plus chapters of that being lived out. And so as we read and process this, it's not about idolizing them, but it's about seeing, getting a window into the process of that being lived out, and guess what? That process is still existing today. Yes. Cool. Have a good day. Thanks, guys.